Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man! Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his cinematic corner of the Marvel Universe. Well, we're not talking Spider-Man today. We're talking someone who predates Spider-Man by just a teeny bit, or maybe a bit after. You know what? I didn't do any research for this, and I feel bad. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> we are talking Hulk, the 2003... Uh, Ang Lee directed film which uh, introduced audiences to the Hulk. Not seen him since the 70s with Lou Ferrigno and uh, what's his face? The other guy. Uh, <laughs> wait, I forgot his name. Doesn't matter. Bill Bixby. There we go. I'm so sorry, sir. May you rest in peace. Anyway, we have uh, Emmett Davis here here to talk to me about the uh, 20th anniversary of Hulk. Emmett uh, I'm sure you have secondhand embarrassment right now, but how the heck are you? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, speaking of not doing any research, JJ, I am your guy, okay? Anytime you want to talk <laughs> about things with no research, no knowledge about anything, you give me a call and I will uh, I will answer every single time. So uh, <laughs> m- I'm more than happy uh, to be here talking with you as always. Uh, I, I always love having you on the show and I, I I gave you the list a few uh, few months ago and said, are there any of these movies you want to talk about on the show? And and you pointed to Hulk, and I was excited because I didn't think anyone would pick that one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's a when when it comes to this film from two thousand three, there's there's some um, Dennis Mendro or <laughs> Phantom Menace syndrome to it. You know what I mean? Where it's like. We it's the first Star Wars movie since '83, right? So everybody loves it immediately, and then starts to turn on it. I feel like Hulk was that way. Like 20 years later, you know, '83 to 2003. Huh? Weird, uh, but you know, does that make any sort of nonsense to you? <laughs> uh, I hadn't thought about that before. Um, like. M- when you asked me to, you know, about talking about this movie, I'm like, sure, yeah, like I, I remember liking this movie. I remember mm-hmm. it being like an okay time. Um, sure. You know, I, I remember it being, um, you know, one of my, one of the first, you know, introductions to real comic book heroes in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Ang Lee, huge director at the time. Right. Um, you know, bringing, you know, what do you want to say, credibility to the genre, or mm-hmm. however you want to say that, for sure. You know, Eric Bana. Um, I, I don't know what, how big he was back then. Um, but you know, Jennifer Conley was, you know, recently probably coming off of, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Right. Um, you know, her star was building, I think Beautiful Mind was close to that time. Around Um, that time, yeah. You know, uh, you know, if you're looking for no research, I'm your guy. I'm just uh, kind of guessing here, (laughs) but all all around that time, you know, Josh Lucas and other, you know, a guy kind of up on the rise, Sam Elliott, who, you know, Sam Elliott is Sam Elliott. Um, you know, Nick Nolte, so like. Yeah, like it had some weird things going for it at the time, Uh, you know, at a time with the movies and TV shows where, you know, comic books weren't the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. They were more or less the one off. Um, So, so, yeah, my recollections of of what I thought the movie was um, were very different from when I watched it this time. But from (laughs) when I initially watched it, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, not so bad. Um, You know, Hulk's always been um as someone who's not a marvel guy one of my characters that i you know gravitate towards you know he seems overly simplistic at times which is easy easy for me to um you know jump in on for comics wise or Mm -hmm. even the movies you know he's a big green guy he smashes stuff pretty simple um Mm -hmm. you know in general there's a lot of easiness about you know the marvel characters like that you know spider-man bit by a spider he like a spider Um, right so very (laughs) very simplistic nature to it um with the hulk so yeah the 2003 version of me watching that movie, I think I was 
quite fond of uh, of the movie and excited about it. The Phantom Menace thing I didn't put together, but you know, you're the you're the soliloquy smart guy here, so I'll take it. <laughs> well, that's uh that's nice of you to say because I do not think that way about myself at all. Uh, but you know, for me, I you know, 2003 was such a different time, right? Um, I grew up with the the whole comic books and um the whole tv show from uh, 94 i believe 94 95 so th- there was a animated series that only lasted i want to say very few episodes but uh they're on disney plus and if you have the chance to watch those compared to the 90s spider-man x-men batman shows it's it's up there it really is it just gets lost in the shuffle for some reason and that's where I became a Hulk fan. So I, you know, I wasn't into the Bill Bixby stuff because, you know, it was past past my time. In DVDs on, or excuse me, TV on DVDs wasn't a thing, and you know, streaming obviously wasn't a thing. <laughs> you know, in two thousand three. So I, I was just I, I saw clips on different. Like like Conan O'Brien or something, right? You know, like stuff that was kind of making fun of it, like Family Guy and stuff. So I was like, okay, I, but the Hulk I know from the comics and that cartoon is so cool. So when they made the movie, I was like, it's the Hulk. And then it, <laughs> it and some of these first attempt comic book movies do they. They just don't get it right, you know, like the, the first Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren, right? You know, like mm. they, they just don't get it right. They they have the right ingredients, but they mix them the wrong way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it it's a shame because you know, with Ang Lee as the director, and also if you watch behind the scenes stuff, it's hilarious to watch and, and amazing. Um, he's the motion capture for the Hulk. Mm. Um, just being like crazy and you know, like jumping on tables, going it's like <laughs> Jesus, that guy went for it. <laughs> you gotta respect him for that. At the same time, it's like you made this incredibly serious, dare I say, boring movie about mm-hmm. one of the greatest Marvel characters, you know, and. I would argue to this day, with all the Marvel and Avengers stuff that comes in, we have yet to see a really great Hulk movie. It's gotten mm. close, but we have yet to see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the Incredible Hulk. Um, you know, I think that's probably still one of my favorite Marvel um, movies. But yeah, taking you back to the Hulk, like, mm. there's just so much wrong with this movie. when you you, like like i started out when i watched it to like do you know some research for you know talking with you i'm like all right i'm gonna write this out i'm gonna because i I was going off what i thought i remembered from you know back in 2003 when i saw the movie i'm like all right i'm Mm -hmm. gonna take some notes here and go through it i'm like okay and i got i don't know maybe halfway through the movie i'm like this isn't their movie that I remember. Cause you talked about it being like, <laughs> like they, like they, they tried to make a certain type of movie. They tried to make it serious, mm-hmm. but then it also feels like they're trying, it was like a B movie at, at some parts. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking about the acting specifically, like in like the opening credits are, they feel like they're 15 minutes long mm-hmm. um, with the, you know, and that's really starts out the, the, the editing, which is an issue, but like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about just like Bruce's father when he's a kid and they're like, and they're in that little town or whatever. Like his mm-hmm. father, who's not Nick Nolte in the, at that time, has to be one of the worst actors that I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like he's and it's just so wooden, and the dialogue is so very strange. Um, yeah. So and like over the top, and like it gets way over the top the more the movie goes on. Like jumping ahead to like when Josh Lucas characters die when he dies, like with the rocket <laughs> that goes past him. Yep, and, and he then, like. It's like he's it's like it's what blowing it, up like the comic panels. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like I, you don't know what kind of movie they were trying to make on, on the outset. Like there's the weird Nick Nolte character with his dogs, and the, <laughs> the movies just seem seemingly all over the place. But then there's still some really nice moments as well. Like I think the Hulk, like uh, he actually looks pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, for 2003, I think the CGI on the actual Hulk isn't that bad. Some of the action scenes are, are pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, specifically with the army stuff, uh, the, yep, yep. you know, the, the fancy helicopters, all of that kind of stuff. But 
there's just so much going on. It's like over the top acting. It's like weird soap opera at times with the with the dialogue and the, and the relationship aspect of it. It's just it's just really strange to watch. Like it's really it's like a a science experiment watching this movie. It's you know it's funny because when you think of let, let's let's call it this okay. So you have um, Joel Schumacher who's going to reboot Batman from Tim Burton. So he wants to make it more "quote unquote" comic booky. So we have Hulk here, and Angley wants to make it more comic booky from right. Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. and the you know where Joel Schumacher went more into the camp and the what he thought comic books were at the time mm-hmm. he made it, which is bizarre when you listen to interviews and he says he loved all the dark Batman stuff. Yeah, it's like. You kidding me? You didn't, mm-hmm. do you because you didn't do that anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you have Ang Lee literally splitting the screen to make it look like comic book panels. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that in the movie theater, and again, like I said, the the Phantom Menace syndrome of it. Like mm-hmm. I fell in love with it because it was the Hulk, my second favorite. Marvel character has had a Spider-Man, hence the Spider-Man podcast <laughs> that you're currently mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember even at the time going, what? why is he doing that? <laughs> I don't like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and even to this day watching it, I, you know, doing the rewatch, I was like, eh, I don't know. it's just, it, it looks weird. It looks like mm-hmm. you're, you're going for something, you know, Ang Lee is an amazing director. You know, nobody's going to mm. take that from him. But trying to make an Ang Lee movie look like, let's just say, a Zack Snyder or a Michael Bay movie, right? Mm. It's just, it's, it's not going to look right because it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's not you. You're doing it because you think you have to do it versus this is how I do it. You know what I mean? Does that mm-hmm. make any, any sort of nonsense? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, if you watch other Ang Lee movies like Crouching Tiger or um you know some of his early chow young fat movies like um mm-hmm. they're 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 nothing like this like they, right. there is nothing there's been nothing like this since like even like we were talking talking off air you were watching some spider-man even in those raimi spider-man movies there's a little bit of it there's like tiny bits of the that comic book feel but it's not know. overt yeah no well that's the thing with the hulk he just punches you in the face with non-stop can- panel changes mm-hmm. and weird transitions and it's not even like it's a comic book at times because they're transitioning scenes really strangely. So it's yeah. not like the you know comic panel to one thing and the comic panel to another thing. Like there's an there's a helicopter flying along and it'll like they'll they'll subtly secretly hide a panel mixed in with it. Right. So then it right. blends into another scene. So it's not even like it's a straight comic book panel. It's these weird transitions and I can only imagine it's been an absolute editing nightmare. Like, <laughs> I've like, always there, thought there, that too. Yes, like, yes. There's the there's the scene where like the the Hulk he's breaking out of the the science place or whatever, and there's Sam Neil or Sam Elliott doing one shot, and then in <laughs> in the a panel that's beside him is another shot at him. So I'm like, okay, so we had to do two different shots for the same scene, and I'm yeah. like, okay, so what he had to do that like five times maybe. So he did it a total of ten times to get one shot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I can only like I often think about like. um you know, David fin- David Fincher loves to do like twenty takes for a movie or more, or, once, or, or <laughs> yeah. more, right? So, yeah. like, if they're, if they're trying to get double coverage of two different panels that are in the same scene, like, how many times did they shoot this? And, yep. and like, and like, how many cameras were around? It's like it had to be such a nightmare. For, and maybe that's why the acting is so bad in some instances because they're just <laughs> like they're just like, oh my god, I've done this scene six like sixty times. And you've yeah. got it from different angles, and I'm giving you the same performance over and over and over again. And it's just, it, and like some parts, there's it, it's a, there's a comic panel switch like every two seconds, and then yeah. in some instances, there's nothing for. It feels like there's 15 minutes, no weird, no weird uh, transition. So right. it, it was yeah. very, un, it was really uneven with mm-hmm. their their comic panel aspect to it, and that was one of the issues as well. It, it's almost like they didn't fully commit, but when they did commit, they did it too much and too fast. In a, in a short amount of time so yeah it's just a really strange thing and like i i i wonder what it would be like if if they tried it on, an, on a newer movie now but they toned it down a little bit 
if they could make it work because it's an interesting idea and something yep. that you know, when you talk to somebody about this movie that's one of the first things that they mention right away is the panels is the yep. transitions because it's so unique to this movie and mm-hmm. you know it's funny because it, it makes me think of uh when you were talking about it made me think of uh millhouse as a uh, fallout boy <laughs> in the simpsons like we cooked to do the Jimmy Jilica scene one more yeah. time. It's like yeah, that's we right. did it 170 yeah. times, but yeah, we did right. it and again and again and again. Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. That's Angley at the side to Sam Elliott again, again and again and again, again and again and again. And you can just see Sam Elliott just grinning his teeth. Right? It's like we got it. <laughs> we yeah, that yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's so. It's so bizarre because it does pop up randomly throughout the throughout the film, but but not only that, the the story itself is somewhat inconsistent. It's like, is it about a a father who neglected his son, and he in the and the son is being punished for his father's sins, yada yada, where it's like, I it's strange to watch because it's like. You know, it's, oh, your name was a Grinsler. It's Banner. I remember the first time I saw that, and again, that phantom menaceness of it. I was like, right. "Well, that's okay because yeah. it's a new take on it, right?" You know. Sure. And then later, going stupid. <laughs> you know? like, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Couldn't have been the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your name isn't Banner. It's Grinsler or something. Yeah. It, it it's that weird like. Oh, it turns out the the forest is the midi chlorians in your system or whatever. <laughs> but it, it it bothers me watching it because there's, you know, it's funny because uh, I remember talking to some mutual friends of ours and before uh, the Batman came out, and I was like, I just I just hope the movie's funny. I hope there's funny bits in it, and mm. and everybody kind of teased me like sending me gifts of Adam West, you know, with the some days you can't get rid of a bomb or whatever. Right. And I was like, okay, like I know you were all making fun of me a little bit, but also you know what I mean. So shut up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and I was happy to see that there are some funny gags in that in that film, right? You know mm-hmm. the you know one of my favorite lines ever, got a lot of cats. Like yeah, right, I don't right, know why right. it's hilarious. Uh um, sure. there's really only like you could Count on one hand the number of those in this film. Mm. You know, like he, you know, he, the first time we meet Eric Bana, the Dr. Krenzler, right? Who Stanley makes a big deal about Dr. Krenzler. Anyway, about security. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm, I think yeah. Stanley is obligatory. You know? uh, yeah. With Lou Perigno, who's like, I, mm-hmm. I know more about this than you do, man. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he's like, easily my dorky looking helmet protects my very important brain and yeah. and he sees uh betty and he's like hey betty and he takes the helmet off like oh hi it's like mm-hmm. like there's not enough of that you know like as the movie goes on it and i've read that eric banna complained that ang lee kept a very serious set i'm like mm. i can't imagine that like you're making a not just a comic book movie but about a green giant who beats the shit out of things you know sure <laughs> yeah well yeah and that, that's funny about the helmet thing because that's where like the b movie comes in like this really okay. weird humor and like and then there's other parts where they're not trying to be funny but i couldn't stop laughing like uh nick nolte's in the in the hallway mopping up or whatever jennifer conley's character after comes up to him and says oh where's benny and and nick nolte says benny is dead i'm the new guy good to meet you <laughs> or and then she says good to meet you and she walks away like yeah. she just she was told by some weird weird guy that Benny's dead and like I'm the new guy. Oh, okay, sure. Like <laughs> what what kind of line of conversation is that? You and don't like, give a shit they, about the <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, Benny's gone, sure. New guy, fine. And then there's another part where the Hulk is fighting the three dogs or whatever. The Hulk mm-hmm. gets gets uh you know bit right in the wiener and like <laughs> like and then and then the Hulk picks the dog up and starts punching the dog in the wiener. It's like what is going on here? Like they're just, I'm like, and that's it's the weird thing, and it's funny you said that about Angley trying to make it a serious set, and because I think I I believe that's probably true with mm-hmm. the weird, uh, you know, the like I was talking about with the transitioning, he was probably had a lot of a lot of film to shoot, yeah, and he himself, you know, he he he's a very acclaimed director, and he's got very at you know at the time still very acclaimed actors 
working for right. him. So it felt like he was trying to make a movie, but the script was really strange. Some of the acting was very strange. The editing is very strange. It's just like a hodgepodge of a weird movie put together. It's very strange about that comedy. You know, and it's funny about that comedy, uh, you know, that comedy in, in you know, comic book movies or even serious movies. Like I've said that about James Bond for a couple movies now with the Daniel Craig stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's just too serious. Daniel Craig and that, uh, the idea of that Bond is just too much. Yeah. And by the end of No Time to Die, I'm like, okay, can we have the Pierce Brosnan type of humor back, right? Yeah. So yeah. like I, there is a blend for all of it. And like there could have been some of that in the Hulk, but I don't think they, I don't know if the script just wasn't there and Ang Lee probably didn't want to make a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it definitely, th- this movie could have been, you know, sold as more of a hammed up version of the Hulk. Instead, right. it was sold as a very serious version of the Hulk mm-hmm. with weird hammed up B-movie aspects to it. So yeah. it's just, it's a weird hodgepodge. You know, it's funny because um, looking at the Incredible Hulk and then uh, the eventual Spider-Man film, they sort of embraced the nostalgia of the previous generation, right? You know, where they had the, um, you know, like Edward Norton wakes up as Banner and it's like, oh, what did I do? And it's like a really orchestral piano version of dum, 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 you know, the, the old Hulk theme. And same with Spider-Man, where it's like this orchestra doing the Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can, you know. And Ang Lee was just like, <laughs> like learning the wrong lessons in a weird way. Like, you know, oh, no, 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 we don't need, we don't need the nostalgia of it. And another strange choice for this character, uh, for this version of the character, that is the angrier he gets, the bigger he gets. And I remember not thinking much of it when I was a kid, just going, yeah, that makes sense. You mean he's angry, he's going to get strong, he's going to get bigger, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then realizing that that, (laughs) even that, stupid logic is stupid <laughs> and, and then you know when in the Edward Norton one or the Avengers ones they did it's like you know, he, he stays the the, the same mm-hmm. weight and height you know and it, mm-hmm. it, it just you know and it, it's I, I don't like com- complaining about the special effects because in 2003 we were like holy shit that looks great versus you know nowadays we can look at it could make fun of it all we want but it just doesn't mean anything it's like oh this is 20 years ago are you gonna really judge the special effects of the time you know whatever um but it, it's just funny to me because looking at it going he gets so big after a while <laughs> it's just so yeah. ridiculous and it's like you know i i don't believe that the army would go after him i would believe that the army would just be like you know what uh you know general ross we're, we're done uh he's yeah. <laughs> he's 12 feet tall like he's the size of my house i'm i'm yeah. done i'm out of here you know <laughs> like like weird right oh well, it's strange for sure and like i understand like yeah i've i've come to grips with you know cgi or bad cgi or good cgi there's only so much you can do and suspending sure. disbelief is something i've i've fully committed to even um with movies that look outstanding. So, and like I like the way he looks, but the, the idea of him getting bigger when he gets angrier, you know, you know, people love to have takes. People love to <laughs> put their take on a character. That's just sure. a thing that, you know, writers, directors have been doing for, for forever until the end of time. Um, and it's not until they realize that you don't need to do a take. Just do exactly who the character is because that's that's what works uh, overall for me. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 it's it's not something I didn't mind. And of the list of things that are that you know make me scratch my head about the movie, the way the Hulk looks or why the way he looks, that's that's not one of them for me. Like even the even him like getting I don't know sick or infected, it was strange, you know. Mm-hmm that that whole it's just there, there's a lot to to be strange about but the actual hulk character for me and the way he looks and even the way he acts when he's big and you know green and hulk that i i generally don't think it's that bad i i really enjoy the and this is something that yeah you know, well it, it still happens today with great directors is having the the practical meet the 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 weird cgi when 
you know, uh, Talbot, you know, Josh Lucas is in his house and, you know, he, he's like kind of punches them out of there. And it's, it's a practical effect of the house, like the front of the house exploding, but it's, and, and, and Josh Lucas getting thrown against the couch, but it's the CGI Hulk. I love that kind of stuff because yeah. th- that sells those effects to me, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my buddy Zachy and I were recently talking about um, Return of the Jedi. It's like, no, yeah. Job of the Hut. The, the Job of the Hut from 1983 was so much scarier than the Job of the Hut from George Lucas's A New Hope right. in 1997, right? right. <laughs> Just, it, you know, there, there's something about having that practicality that that sells it and you know it, and a lot of it isn't practical but it's still seeing the hulk um be um you know just vicious towards the army like you were talking about in the, in the desert you know he, ha- he has the you know the one head of the tank and he's just kind of you know clubbing it in his hand like i'm gonna get you you know it's just so that stuff is so good Mm-hmm. But it's, and then it kind of gets lost when they do the fight at the end of the film, mm-hmm. where it's it's the the Hulk versus the quote unquote absorbing man, and it just you can barely even nowadays with fucking you know four K technology, pardon my language, folks, uh, mm-hmm. you know you know four K technology, you can barely tell what's happening. It's like yeah. It's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. when he can tell what's happening, what it is, is a tornado in front of the Hulk that he's raising his arms towards, like Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ Superstar. It's just like, well, this, what the hell were you all thinking? <laughs> you know, it's, you had this great idea with this father son fight, mm-hmm. and you wasted it on this ridiculous. CGI battle because mm-hmm. the father son stuff should be the most interesting part of the movie, but instead, mm-hmm. I I don't think I'm alone here in saying that it it's just you know, get fallen by the wayside. Like, well, I, I don't care by the end of mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's totally fair. And like that that the final fight just ends so abruptly as well. Yes, like it does. it's just like oh, it's it's over now, and then it, like it, it pans out from. The water and you don't know what has happened to the characters so yeah that the end fight is so strange um, yep. but the aggressive like obviously the aggressive nature of the hulk in this movie i will i i i enjoyed a lot mm-hmm. um like like i laugh about the, the like the fight with the three dogs or whatever but i you know it's it, that's another one that's quite dark um yeah as well but i still enjoyed it even though he's you know straight up fighting a you know, like a rampaged poodle, which is <laughs> which is strange again. Just a weird choice. Yes. That Nick Nolte has these weird dogs that just follow him around, and I just it just makes me scratch my head. He's in the hospital room, the, right, with the I dog, know. and they're just standing there like it's just like what is happening here. But <laughs> just a lot of weird choices, you know. Book ended in with tiny bits of smallness that you just you just wish they kept going with those things. The goodness, yeah. Like there's the one scene where um, Bruce is shaving, I think, and like the Hulk is in the mirror, mm-hmm. and it's like I forget what he says to him. He he says something to it to to him, and there's like steam in the background. I'm like, well, this is a really interesting shot, and this is a really interesting idea about this Hulk talking to Bruce Banner. I'm like, oh, that's that's an interesting idea. Like like build off of that, and then no, there's just the weird hodgepodge of, of, of stuff that just gets mixed in um, overall. So like, I got, I, I don't know, like Ang Lee, I don't know at the time, a huge director, but not a right director for this film. I don't know if there was a fight between, you know, studio executives, writers, all that kind of stuff. It just, it just didn't feel right. Um, you know, having a, a very serious like moment with the, you know, the mirror and the Hulk in the mirror and, and Bruce in on the opposite side. And, you know, ending it with you know the or not ending it but having three rampaging dogs and a weird absorbing man and all this and <laughs> weird josh lucy josh lucas's character it's just very strange all around um you know and you, you know you mentioned about the cgi you know final act or whatever it's it's interesting how that stuff just it keeps reoccurring in even today's movies like that 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 idea can't get away from <laughs> from directors and writers like can't get past that third act of cgi fest 
it's it's annoying because we've seen you know and we were talking off mic i was watching the first spider-man with my sister earlier tonight it's like that that last fight is just between the two of them you know goblin and spider-man and it's incredible and and you know you don't want to knock the idea that they were going for it's like well here's the the father you could have had and you're rejecting him because he's a terrible father that story is a good story you know we, how many times have we seen that right but you know you're just doing it in the most ridiculous of ways that i can't accept the as i'd say so many times in my show the emotional reality of it right you know we can't right. accept that because it's not you know i i'm not accepting that this is nick nolte versus eric banna i'm just looking at it like this is just a big bubble <laughs> in the middle of the Sahara <laughs> Desert or wherever the heck it was over Utah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some great fight scenes in it. There's some great stuff in it. And I really like, you know, that Marvel strangely skipped with <laughs> Edward Norton, but readapted with um, uh, Mark Ruffalo. It's like, let's make sure the Hulk looks like Eric Banda. Well, that right. makes sense because it is yeah. a giant Eric Bana. Mm-hmm. Edward Norton does not look like the Hulk in that film, <laughs> you know. But then when they did Avengers and you know all the other stuff, so on and so forth, it, you know, it literally is Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. So that part I could accept because at least it it feels like the actor I'm following, but the emotional reality isn't right because mm-hmm. you're. You're selling me on this strange father-son story, but it just it just isn't working the way it should be working because that story is great. And you know, like look mm-hmm. at Guardians Volume Two, right? The estranged father and the son. You know, say what you will about the film, but that stuff is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, say we say what you will because I recently rewatched and went, I don't like this one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you can tell the, the story of the estranged father trying to reconnect with his son and not make it just, you know, like the emotional stuff is far more interesting than the whole beating up the absorbing man stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, for sure. And they, even if they tried to do the, the more human aspect of it, having, you know, nothing against Nick Nolte, but Nick Nolte being the way he was in the movie was also... <laughs> too off-putting for that relationship to even yes, make sense it was <laughs> like like i get what happened to him and i get the idea of um you know everything that happened since um you know his estrangement from the the the, the military and or whatever uh, you know basically the prologue um of the movie but just having him being like a weird hermit with uh you know the chain link fence and those weird dogs and you know <laughs> like the weird can't get over the dogs folks i'm sorry I, I i can't it's just driving me nuts about the freaking poodle and biting wieners anyways i can't i can't get over it anyways like just the the, the estranged and you know lack, for lack of a better term in quotation marks the crazy father yeah it just didn't it just didn't didn't work because that idea of it being more human because of the the aspect of the Hulk, where it's there's two entities fighting each other, the yeah. human aspect of Bruce Banner and the you know the arranged monster of the Hulk fighting each other and having a father figure to be someone that Bruce can rely on in that aspect would have been great, someone yeah. he could have looked forward to, and even the idea of the father trying to bring out the Hulk would have been a really interesting idea, and, and showing him who he actually was as a as a man and as a monster, but just the the Again, for lack of a better term, having him be a crazy man, and hmm. the, like j- he looks like a crazy man. He looks like a hobo. <laughs> like he he didn't he, have to look like that. I don't. He think. looks insane. He does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He could have he could have looked like a again for lack of a better term a normal person. Like, sure. He didn't have to. He didn't have to be acting the way he was, and that was just something that was just too off putting and and kept that human nature from making any kind of sense. Because it, it could have been the linchpin of the movie, and at certain times they did try and work it that way, but it just it just never worked out. That was an accident. I hit the wrong button. Uh, <laughs> um, 
no one else will hear that but us. I'm giving it in. Anyway, uh, I I love what you're saying because you're you're <laughs> you're writing a better movie because literally at the end when they're in the you know electric chairs field whatever um yes. he says i yes. want to see my son you know mm-hmm. my son he wants to see the hulk you know he doesn't want to see you know eric banna uh mm-hmm. well he's crazy i want to see eric banna <laughs> um <laughs> i'm kidding uh but um, are you well no I'm not at all. <laughs> uh 2003 eric banna yeah i'm right here yeah. what's up uh <laughs> I've got a twenty thousand dollar debt. What are you going to do about it? Uh, anyway, uh, but but seriously, it's like the the film tried to go this uh, mm-hmm. a strange father son route, but they didn't know how to do it. And what you just pitched was <laughs> so much better. You know, the idea that he's trying to bring the Hulk out, or mm-hmm. he's trying to keep the Hulk in, or whatever. It mm-hmm. that worked so much better because it adds a level of tension it there's a little bit of you know norman osborne harry osborne with that right right it's a spider-man show we got to do that uh mm-hmm. but 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 in all seriousness that stuff worked and is uh you know you know let's talk about recent events here return of the jedi just turned 40 the idea mm. that vader is looking for luke and he just straight up says well if you won't be turned then maybe your sister will Right. You know, just that aspect of it that is great storytelling. It's mythic stuff that gets lost in the shuffle because it's like, well, we got to make sure we have the big CGI fight at the end. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but what you really need to have is great characters. And you butchered the characters you had. Nick Nolte mm-hmm. is an amazing actor. And you gave him this crazy, you know, I've been in prison for, you know, 30 years look. When you didn't have to, you could have had him, mm-hmm. you know, shave his head or whatever afterwards, or sure. you know, he could have just looked like a normal person afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if I had gone to prison and looked like that for thirty years, I'd I'd want to get a haircut, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and again, it goes back to what I said before. You know, it it almost would have been more interesting to say, "Oh, your name's not Banner; it's Krenzler or right. whatever," because. I, I remember that very vividly. And even rewatching the film, I still cringe a little bit when he's mm. when Stan Lee is the one that says it. He says, Good morning, Dr. Krenzler. It's like, ah, they should have called him that. Like, mm-hmm. that bothers me more than him being David Banner in the 70s right. show, right? Right. You know, it's like, at least he was David Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. that mm-hmm. I can accept the reality of that. But it, it just, it, it bugs me because I'm trying to, except the reality you're telling of one of my favorite characters and you're mm. just doing it in a very strange way. It's like, you know, well, let's do the gamma test. And it's the, it just feels very anticlimactic, even at the beginning mm-hmm. of the film, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rick Jones is, oh, he's stuck. He can't get the thing on. And, you know, mm-hmm. Bruce pushes him out of the way and he's in the middle of it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what should look like this heroic moment just mm. looks silly. Yeah. <laughs> just like I'm just sitting there going, come on, man, you you were this close. When I say yep. this close, I mean like, you know, put your fingers together close. I <laughs> <laughs> may can say it, but you know, the rest of you uh-huh. but <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it it just it bugs the hell out of me, you know, and and like I said, the the Hulk is one of my favorite characters. So I just accepted the movie for what it was for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. Before I realized that it's like a life lesson too, right? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to accept this because it's the only one given to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you know, we don't have to get into that rabbit hole of life and relationships. <laughs> nope, nope, we're not doing it. Uh, but you know what I mean, right? Like at a certain point, I watched um, the the Edward Norton movie, and I said, I think this is better think they did mm-hmm. it better yep. and and kind of had to laugh and go it's okay that that first one wasn't great i had the cartoon mm-hmm. i had the comic books and this live action version it's okay that it disappointed me and mm. it's but i still have a soft spot for it because there's mm-hmm. a lot of really cool stuff in it 
The mm-hmm. Hulk does look cool. He does do cool shit in it. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's in the he's in the purple pants. And he's beating the crap out of tanks. Right. You know, right. <laughs> it's all that nonsense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I I get it. And like my my memories of it were, were, were a lot different after after finishing the movie. But like you, you can still try and find ways to to find enjoyment. Like I, there are a couple shots in the movie that I still enjoy, and I enjoy you know Sam Elliott quite a lot with his you know laser trimmed friggin' mustache. That <laughs> like it, it's it's the most perfect mustache he's ever had in his whole life. It's, it, um, it's great. You know, and and even you know Betty's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm a fairly big fan of of Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the idea of her being of, of seeing Bruce Banner a certain way. I like the idea of her father seeing him in a certain way. They both see him in a very different light. Yep. And yep. Like, again, that's more stuff that I would have wanted to see. Um, you know, the, 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 this fight for who he is as a person versus who he's trying, who he's trying to withhold as the monster. Right. That's what I wanted to see more of. And there's just there's just shades of it. There's little bits of it sprinkled in here and there and i just wish they would have committed to one or the other you know i'm i I don't know if they knew what kind of movie they were trying to make at the at, you know at the at the time because there's just bits and pieces of you know different movie different styles of movie throughout the whole thing and i agree with the frustrating aspect of it because you know i i don't i don't have the the emotional connection that it, it feels like you have with the character mm-hmm. i have the you know the just the more of the proximity that um you know i i i feel like i can understand the character and you know like i said at the start he seems he seemed like an overly overtly simple character where he's you know he gets angry he gets big and strong and he smashes things that's cool with me but the yeah. idea of him is a, is much much deeper than that he's got that deep aspect to it and i just wish they would have committed to one or the other you know give me that give me the camp Give me that full on B movie with tons of jokes and weird goofiness or give yeah. me the super serious one with the the fight for, you know, who you are on, on the inside, who you are as, a, you know, the inner person, what you do with your rage, you know, how, how you how you control yourself in emotional situations. Give me that aspect to it. But it's just so much hodgepodge, way too much hodgepodge. And, you know, I, I again, I'm not frustrated with it. Because basically at the time when I was watching it for this, it's just a lot of laughable moments for me. I, <laughs> a lot of I can't believe they put this stuff in the movie. I can't believe yeah. the type of things that they said in this movie. And it's just more or less a laughable movie for me uh, with very small moments of, oh, that's really good stuff. <laughs> it's 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 tough because, you know, I, I love the character so much and I want to just you know in, embrace this aspect and or this chapter of the the character's journey but it, it's hard because you know like, like you were saying that there's a lot of what they could have done right and it feels like if they had you know no, no offense to the current writers but better writers come in and just say well try this try this try this you know they really could have had a uh and this is what edward orton wanted with um you know his whole film is like you know let's try and do like a dark knight type of thing and it's like you have this character that can't control his rage turns into a monster ruins his life and spends the rest of his life trying to fix those situations right that's very interesting but it it just for whatever reason only the (laughs) avengers bits have caught it you know but even then it's like well, we forgive you because you're Banner and you're Iron Man's best friend, and that's okay, <laughs> you know. Sure. <laughs> and and, and that and, and that works for those films. I you know I love Hulk in uh, in all the Avengers films, you know, and mm. I I don't care what people say about Endgame. I I kind of like Smart Hulk. I'm like okay, mm. they they gave this character an ending of of sorts, mm-hmm. so that's fine, you know. In into She Hulk, which I enjoyed, um, but. You know, I'm just like I. I like this uh, this middle story where, you know, when he first hulks out and he's in the hallway, and he's just slowly gr- growing and getting monstrous, and he destroys the the uh, you know, the gamma machine. It's mm-hmm. that stuff is great because it feels like oh, this is they get it, mm-hmm. but. And then you you try to add. It, it, 
you know, if you want to add stuff that isn't there, that's totally fine because comic books exist by that nature, right? You know, and you know, ask a fan where did Perry White come from with Superman? Mm. He sure as hell wasn't in Action Comics number one, you know. Right, <laughs> so it's like right. I I don't mind you changing some stuff, but if you're gonna do it, you gotta commit to it and you gotta mm-hmm. have a plan for it because if it's just this vague, weird, you know, mushroom cloud villain ending mm-hmm. that has the flashbacks of the, <laughs> of the beginning of the film it just looks weird and yep. it's a shame because the hulk is is a very interesting character banner's a very interesting character because you know it's like is he gonna kill you or is he gonna help you that's mm-hmm. what should be interesting and if you're just playing it like he turns into the monster where he gets angry. It's like, and there's some like, I glanced at Frankenstein's story, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, the, oh, the villagers mm-hmm. hate him. Like, well, there's more to it than that. And mm-hmm. uh, too many, you know, too many creators miss that, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah, for sure. Just like not enough commitment in the right in the right ways and too much commitment in, in, in the wrong ways. Like they, they just didn't focus the right parts of the story for this movie. Um, And the parts that they did focus too much on just didn't work at all. It just, it just didn't, didn't create a cohesive through line of a story. And just, just too, too many misses on, on the odd one or two odd uh, hits. Uh, This has been, such a great conversation, Emmett. I'm, you know, we uh, listeners, we rescheduled this about like six or seven times. It's <laughs> we, been cursed. We couldn't make it work. Um, you know, <laughs> but I'm so glad we got to talk about this because I, you know, uh, I love this movie for what it is, mm-hmm. but I can also accept its many, many flaws. <laughs> of course, you know, so I'm not fighting you on anything you say. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you. Um, you know, so you're not like a big Hulk fan, right? You know, you're not like a not collector. not a big Hulk fan. I read a little bit of the Immortal Hulk from uh, from Al Ewing when he mm-hmm. relaunched it with Marvel Comics. I uh, didn't keep up on it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the um, Hulk from the Avengers movies, but you know, to be blunt, I'm not a big fan of most of the MCU movies, so it's not really a, a straight up hate for hatreds for the the Hulk in general. But again, I, I that comic, the the cartoon that you were talking about, I put on it, put that on every once in a while for my son, because mm-hmm. um, he's a big fan of the Hulk. You know, smashing stuff's get cool with him. So that's the the kind of stuff that I love. Uh, you know, and I, I I have a personal relationship with that because I feel like mm-hmm. I grew up as somebody that just was angry for no reason and would just be you know do stupid things for no reason Mm -hmm. and seeing that there was a superhero that was that way was was really Mm -hmm. inspiring and another reason i love spider-man of course too because he's also stupid uh so that helps Uh, (laughs) and it just gave a yeah yeah kind of (laughs) (laughs) um so I love having this conversation with you because I feel like there, there's an honesty here where you can both watch the film and go, I appreciate what they were trying to do, but yeah, it just it didn't land the way it should have, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. this character deserves a lot. And I think Ang Lee knew that. Yeah. He didn't quite know how to do it. You know, mm-hmm. just, you know, who am I to tell Ang Lee how to do his job? But sure. <laughs> Um, at the same time, it's like no, you, you got, you got at least ninety percent of it, but that ten percent mm-hmm. that lost us is, is a significant enough chunk for us. You know, this was the first, uh, well, not first, but uh, in terms of uh, box office revenue in two thousand three, this was a superhero movie that came out after Daredevil and X Men two. And it had a significant drop off in the second weekend, and and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good." To the point where <laughs> it's compared to this day, you know, when it's like Ant Man three had a, you know, seventy eight percent loss, which is worse than Ang Lee's Hulk, which had a sixty seven percent loss in its second weekend. Right. You know what I mean? It's like 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it has this unfortunate reputation of having <laughs> that aspect to it. And but at the same time, I watch it and I feel bad because I want to love this movie. Yep. But it's like I only like the movie. And even yep. then, just a little bit, because yeah. <laughs> the the dog fight, you can barely tell what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, the fight at the end, you can barely tell what's happening. Even the first time he turns into the Hulk, which I was praising a minute ago, you can still barely tell what's freaking happening. <laughs> you know, it's like yep. This movie could have been saved by just a few smarter creative choices. You know, mm-hmm. dare I say to you, Angley? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's totally fair, uh, JJ. I, I agree with you generally that it could have been saved if there were if they picked. I, I just I just wish they would have picked a side. You know, make make a full on Batman and Robin if that's what you want to make, or sure. make the dark or make the Dark Knight just pick which one you wanted to make because it felt like they were trying to make both of them at the exact same time and it just it just didn't work uh 100% agree and and this is a thing where the dark knight you know nolan understood to take this character in a not even a realistic way but again the, the, what i always say the emotional reality way you know the having that emotional reality was the most important thing yeah. and i think that's where incredible hulk it's not a, it's barely a superior film, <laughs> but it it mm. understood having that emotional reality was much more important than having the the big fight at the end of the film, which looks great sure. in that film, but mm. it's it's tough to, you know, it, it's tough to do because you're trying to appeal to everyone. It's like, well, it's it's not that hard. We. We want to be entertained, but we, as audiences, we also do like to be challenged. We like that, mm-hmm. well, my my father hated me and made me into this monster kind of thing. <laughs> that stuff is as old as time. I talked about Jekyll and Hyde earlier. It's, it's there. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you know, you have to know how to, you know, treat the audience like they're not idiots or just, Give them something they can fucking see. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree, JJ. You're you're right on it with uh, with your thoughts on it for sure, man. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Emmett. This has been such a blast. I'm so glad we got to do this finally. Um, we we've been joking about how this has been cursed, and I said, "Come hell or high water, we're doing this tonight." And <laughs> we did. <laughs> so, uh, I am nothing if not a man of my word. Uh, yeah, when you so, when you when you said hell or high water, I'm like, oh, are we going to talk hell or high water? That'd be great. Is that, that movie? Oh, I've never seen that movie. So. <laughs> oh, you should watch it. It's a good one. Seriously, <laughs> I just lost our friend here. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Emmett, if people are in the desert uh, watching a uh, mushroom cloud going off and they want to listen to a good podcast, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, so you can follow me. Uh, my personal account's at Emmett Davis Seven on Twitter. Um, but I do uh, a show with Chris Evans uh, called Gathering of the Geeks. We have a show every Sunday, a live show on YouTube. Uh, we have podcasts. So uh, if you just search Gathering of the Geeks, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube, uh, you will find us there. Thanks, JJ. Uh, look, look for these guys because they, uh, they've got uh, they go they've got the voices to soothe your soul. So, <laughs> um, as for me, you can find me at Spider Man Books on Twitter. Uh, at Four Comic Junkies, uh, that's my personal account. Uh, listen to the Four Comic Junkies podcast as well as this one. Uh, get those buds in the ears, as I like to say, and uh, as we like to say here at the end of every show, uh, you know, uh, channeling the Eric Banner Hulk. Digital. Hang on, I'm gonna. Yeah, go about your business. I'll figure this out. Thank you. Thank you. Excelsior!